0: From the WLRN Newsroom, I'm Christine DiMatte. Cities around the world have landmark buildings. The Sydney Opera House, the Empire State Building in New York City. Miami Beach doesn't have one but hundreds of Art Deco buildings. They were built in the 30s and 40s, and it costs a lot to maintain them. WLRN's Veronica Zaragovia reports on the challenges of preserving Art Deco when luxury condo developers agree to foot the bill. (music) A 12-page spread in the December 1947 edition of Life magazine showcases the glamour of Miami Beach's Art Deco hotels. An aerial shot shows the pool at the Raleigh Hotel at Collins Avenue and 18th Street.
1: The Raleigh pool deck is exceptional.
0: Michael Hughes is an Art Deco historian.
1: It was extraordinary that they spent the money to scallop that pool the way they did, and you can step in, and you step into shallow water, and then you go into deeper water.
0: This pool and the Raleigh Hotel have been closed to the public since 2017, after damage from Hurricane
1: Irma. Preserve the integrity of what is the crown jewel of South Beach, the Raleigh Hotel. And a new development is putting the South Florida staple in jeopardy. Local 10's Tran Kelly joins us. From- Miami
0: Beach Historic Preservation Board meetings don't usually make it on the local TV news. But this one did in September 2020 because of a controversial proposal for an angular tower in a city known for its curved lines.
1: tower right next door on that property that has many historians and residents up in arms. Our-
0: We're seeing this again and again. A developer buys a historic but run-down Art Deco building, pledges to restore some portion of the original structure, and then builds a lucrative condo tower alongside it. Some see this as the way to save historic buildings from getting torn down. Alfredo J. Gonzalez is an attorney for the development company, Shvo, one of the owners of the Raleigh and two other historic hotels next door.
1: This project brings the Raleigh back to its former glory, opening up the Coppola, opening up the Raleigh Pool, and the Richmond and South Seas have the opportunity to have a better development than has been proposed in the past.
0: Others warn development like this will destroy what makes Miami Beach special.
1: People don't come here to film big glass towers. They come here to film the historic buildings. They
0: Members of the, the public lined up virtually city. to speak via Zoom.
1: You haven't let Miami Beach Historic District get Disney-fied. Please don't let it happen. It's Thank not you. preservation, it's demolition.
0: Those are the voices of Herb Sosa, Maria Luzietti, and Steven Aftikoff. They're all Miami Beach residents. All three of the hotels were designed by L. or Lawrence Murray Dixon in the 1940s. Under the plan, Cheveaux would restore the original facades. The Raleigh would once again open as a hotel, with guest access to that famous pool. Most of the rears of the South Seas and Richmond would be demolished to make room for a new condominium tower 200 feet high. In this meeting, the Historic Preservation Board voted to limit the new tower to 175 feet. Two years later, in August of 2022, a bulldozer began tearing down the back of the Richmond.
1: How can you have a historic district when you're knocking down buildings?
0: George Neary is a longtime Art Deco preservationist. He compares these unique buildings to the pyramids in Egypt.
1: Something so important But one of the developers comes up and says, you know, you're not making enough money off of this. So what I suggest is that we pull out the back where no one can see, we'll save the bricks because we're preservationists. We'll put them over here and take care of them and we'll open Cleopatra's Restaurant. And that way, no one's the wiser. You're using the pyramids for its most use and that way we'll make money and everyone will be happy while you're desecrating a UNESCO treasure.
0: I met up with Neary in the Art Deco District. He's wearing a black cap with the word cool spelled out in multicolored rhinestones. Neri's worn a lot of hats on the beach. In the 1990s, he led the Miami Design Preservation League, which fights for historic buildings on Miami Beach. He's also worked in tourism for the Greater Miami Convention and Visitors Bureau. Neri says what brings people
1: here is the Art Deco. People don't come here to see Fort Lauderdale high-rises. They don't come here to see Daytona high-rises. They don't come here to go to Orlando. Welcome to our uh, Art Deco
0: tour. Melinda Berman is a volunteer Art Deco tour guide with the Miami Design Preservation League. I
1: love it down here, oh, right? No. I mean, how I mean, can, you can you not? I love Art Deco. I'm in heaven. I'm moving here, too, in a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving the rain from Seattle. But we were wondering, mid-beach...
0: This woman from yeah. Seattle joined for a tour on a sunny day last fall.
1: I'd like to get a hint of where people are from before we get going. St. Louis, Missouri.
0: St. Louis. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Or Washington, D.C. Paris. People join from all over the world.
1: Canada. The <laughs> UK. Singapore.
0: Denmark. To see yeah. Miami Beach's iconic buildings. Bermin says the world became acquainted with Art Deco during an exhibition in Paris in 1925, and then architects here added the city's own twist.
1: The element of three, the two symmetrical sides and the center rising taller in the middle. See those little shelves over the windows? We call those eyebrows to shade the rooms from the sun.
0: Carl Fisher hoped that sun would attract more tourists to Miami Beach a century ago. He was an automobile industrialist from Indianapolis, and he financed projects like the Dixie Highway, connecting Michigan to Florida. He had the mangroves cleared out for development after the city was first incorporated in 1915.
1: Fisher advertised Miami Beach as paradise for sale. In the winter of 1918, he put a billboard in Times Square. That's where you wanted the people to come from, the snowy north with money.
0: This is from a WLRN documentary about Fisher called The Man Who Built Miami Beach. Tourism began to dry up after a Category 4 hurricane in 1926 killed hundreds of people in Greater Miami. Then came the Great Depression in 1929.
1: After the hurricane and the Depression of 29 begins, those owners sell out. Historian Michael Hughes
0: says property owners on Miami Beach were desperate and stopped discriminating against
1: Jewish buyers. That desperation ended up being a boon for Miami Beach, and it wasn't that people came here rich. They came here and let's say two or three families came together and started building small hotels.
0: These small hotels were built in the popular style of the time, what we now know as Art Deco. And the tourists who showed up in the late 1930s were not the ones Fisher envisioned.
1: These were very modest travelers. It was their maybe one vacation a year. They were leaving a rough and tumble New York City just to have two weeks in the sun. you're wasting your time, honey. I'm down on my last 20 bucks. Clark Gable
0: was already an actor during World War II when he enlisted in the U.S. Army Air Corps. He and other soldiers stayed in Miami Beach's Art Deco hotels during training. Then from the 50s to the 70s, the small Art Deco buildings became home for mostly Jewish retirees. Political activist and preservationist Barbara Kapitman was appalled by the rundown state of the buildings when she moved here in the 70s from New York. She started the Miami Design Preservation League in 1976 alongside other activists, including Leonard Horowitz. Eventually
1: I got together with Leonard Horowitz and he said, why don't we get together a bunch of people, feel like we do, and form a design organization to save what's left here. What was left was the largest concentration of Art Deco buildings in the United States.
0: That's from a film about her called Barbara's Crusade. She and her peers worked to get Miami Beach's Art Deco District, One Square Mile, listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1979. That designation incentivized building owners to restore them with a 20% tax credit. These buildings were rich in Art Deco features, but drab in color. Horowitz got dozens of them painted in pastel colors in the 1980s. But efforts to save these buildings didn't always work. The New Yorker Hotel, for instance, came down in
1: 1982. One can never forgive somebody who tears down a building like the New Yorker.
0: Kapperman and her colleagues worked to raise the building's national profile. She gave an Art Deco tour to Andy Warhol in 1980.
1: His appearance this morning on Miami Beach to tour the Art Deco district turned into a media event with cameras, reporters, groupies,
0: kids... The hit TV show, Miami Vice, filmed many scenes with Art Deco buildings in the backdrop. In one episode, the characters ran into the Senator Hotel, which was located at Collins Avenue and 12th Street.
1: There. they went into the Senator.
0: The heartthrob undercover detectives, played by actors Philip Michael Thomas and Don Johnson, are on their way to a drug bust. Hey, back up! Back up! Police
1: officer! Get around I thought they were just souvenirs. Save it, pal, you're under arrest.
0: Roughly three years later, the building's owners decided to demolish it. Just after noon today, the big teeth of the backhoe came down and took big chunks out of the former pool
1: lounge at the old Senator Hotel.
0: This news clip was included in the film, Barbara's Crusade.
1: Art Deco Preservations tried everything to keep the building from being destroyed. They chained themselves to the front door. They brought plaques declaring the Senator a national historic treasure the preservation... Barbara pushed me. You know, I was one of her foot soldiers.
0: Thorne Grafton is an architect whose expertise includes preservation and sustainable design. And he helped Barbara Kappenman to try to stop the total destruction of the senator. He remembers the demolition had begun.
1: They found asbestos. They had to stop. And she said, we have a beautiful fragment of the senator left and they want to put a parking garage there. Kappenman asked him to do a rendering
0: that proposed keeping the exterior walls of the senator and putting the parking lot behind it. He worked on it and took it into the owner's office with TV reporters waiting
1: outside. So I went back to Barbara and the cameras and said, they're not gonna do it.
0: Even as some Art Deco buildings started to come down, Art Deco continued to show up on screen. Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. In movies like The Birdcage in the mid-1990s. Where are you driving him? South Beach, Florida. And in a video for Will Smith's
1: 1997 song. Uh, Miami, uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Uh,
0: Welcome to Miami. Preservationists hope the attention through pop culture would build support for maintaining our deco buildings but that fame also attracted developers. In the 1990s, condo towers started going up on Miami Beach. They are destroying the goose that lays the golden egg. My name is Matilde Bauer, but they call me Maddie. Maddie Bauer was a city commissioner from 1999 to 2007, and then she served three terms as mayor until 2013. The whole point is not to stop
1: development. The whole point is to keep the historic district unique, to keep something of the beach that people will
0: want to come and visit. But the city's position is that it has to keep evolving.
1: Retaining the character of the city, but not being
0: a museum city. Debbie Tackett works for the city of Miami Beach. As the architecture and preservation officer, she puts the onus on owners to do their part. We don't see needed repairs being done to a lot of the historic buildings, so that should be a concern to everyone. The historic buildings that we have on the beach, especially the ones that were built in the 30s, are expensive to maintain. They're expensive to repair. You know, people think that maybe you can go in and just repair buildings. A lot of times you have to go in the inside and completely restructure the buildings. You need to have new columns. You need to reinforce the foundation. A cycle of tension continues. A developer will offer to buy a building in bad shape, preserve the historic facade, and build a new condo tower on the property. Jack Finglas describes the process as a quid pro quo. He's a past chair of the city's historic preservation board, and he describes himself as a hardcore preservationist.
1: Hardcore preservation people, there aren't that many. We all have lives, and it is draining.
0: He's against development. But he says if the city could offer more tax incentives to owners, maybe they wouldn't need to add new towers.
1: They could never squeeze out enough money from the little historic buildings. That's why they say they have to have this new big glass and steel tower next to it. I can see their point, but the city is not helping the situation any by not giving them relief.
0: Any new buildings that go up should preserve the neighborhood's sense of place. That's architect Thorne Grafton's hope. He's the great-grandson of John S. Collins,
1: like Collins Avenue Collins. That's the skyline of Miami Beach. So you see, you know, the Delano and the National and all these great hotels with their little towers and turrets and domes and each one slightly different height. And it's just so picturesque.
0: Grafton says it looks like a postcard, and he doesn't want it to fade. I'm Veronica Saragovia in Miami Beach. This story includes sound from WPLG Channel 10, Miami-Dade College's Wolfson Archives, the Miami Design Preservation League, and the Miami Beach Visitor and Convention Authority. Roberto Lopez helped with production. This is WLRN News.